Hello, mate. I hope you're absolutely fantastic. Welcome back to Did You Earn It? Did You Learn It? The podcast that is normalizing the hiccups in life um, to let you realize, you know what, you're exactly where you need to be. We are back, mate, with another incredible guest. My mate, I've known him probably about a year and a half, maybe. But at this point, it definitely feels like it's a lot longer. Um, someone who, on a personal level, is very, very important to me. He's been key in my development and my progress in such a short period of time. And yes, it is. And he is taking the mick out of me. So you're probably going to know who this is. Um, I'm going to let him do a little bit of an intro because I don't want to undercut what he's achieved because this man has literally completed fitness. Like, it's not even a joke. The things that he's achieved are absolutely incredible. Um, we will talk through some of those, but... Mr. Dan Reeve, how are you, mate? Welcome. Thank you for coming. Pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. I was trying to I was trying to think when we actually first did connect. Uh, I think it's longer than that, isn't it? It must be nearly two years now, I reckon. I think so, because it obviously I did your mentorship, which is absolutely brilliant, by the way. Um, and as soon as I got off that, I was like, bloody hell, there's so much that I don't know, which was a good thing because it realised it was also how much I did know. But yeah, that feels like, I know, lost on the timeline. But yeah, it feels like forever. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start saying. Well, I was actually in my mother-in-law's house that time. <laughs> it must be this year. I'm gonna go off down a right fucking rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me, mate. I'm not. Do I have to really just like talk about stuff and say like a load of accolades or not? I, I do I yeah, a, bit, a little bit because someone might not know the person listens to this okay. might not know who you are. So give us a little bit just to. Give okay, us- so I have been in the fitness industry for 24 years. So long time worked in gyms for the majority of that probably about nine 19 to 20 years of that worked in london for 13 years worked in manchester for two and a half years worked in australia for six months worked in portsmouth for two and a half years and then since then i have been online on my own initially and then uh along as part of the hpc uh and then as like obviously as an athlete alongside that uh, i've been with a professional footballer I have completed many, many different endurance events, ranging from ultra marathons, 20, 22 plus marathons I've done, uh, Ironmans, something called a Deca Ironman, which is 10 times the distance of a normal Ironman. So 24 mile swim, 1100 mile cycle, 262 mile run. Uh, I've done numerous like cycling challenges, five days of the Tour de France, 24 hour cycle, uh, loads of different swim challenges. Ski out 100 kilometers last year just for just for the fun of it. Uh, strength sports. I've done strongman, Northern England strongest man, East Midlands strongest man, London strongest man. Uh, under 80 kilos, this is. I've been into the British finals in the top five two years on the trot. Went to the World Championships for the natural strongman. Finished fourth. So yeah, fitness done a fair bit. Like all across the scheme, like from your professional athlete to your ultra endurance at one end to then the obviously very short, sharp strength stuff at the other end and pretty much anything and everything you can imagine in between. Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> I wasn't sure when you were going to stop. Um, well, no, there's, there's, there's probably more, but I'm just leave it at that. Like, might, <laughs> yeah, might yeah. drop and just walk away from it and just leave it. I want to give yeah. everyone else a chance. How did all of that start? Has that been something that has always like been within you or is that something that you've kind of grown and developed? Always been in me, as in I've always been sporty, always been athletic, always wanted to play like 
would swim, would play tennis, would, if there's a ball, I'd kick it, throw it. I'd throw myself into any, like, I'd throw my hat into any ring, basically, from when I was a child. So it's it's always been there. That's so, so cool. Um, and obviously, that's why you kind of got into the, the fitness industry. Obviously, you mentioned, like, pro football, and I have to ask you, because this is self-indulgent. Um when did like football start for you like what was the path you went on when did you actually realize you know what I might be able to make something of this yeah uh like again kicking a ball around as a kid with my brother and then just being put into the into the right places just like playing as a kid in a local in your local sort of team local Sunday league team then uh having the opportunity to go to a center of excellence which is like the academies they are now uh, which was Colchester United originally, and then they actually dropped out of the Football League. So then Norwich took over the academies, uh, sorry, the, the uh, Centre of Excellence. So I started the process there. And yeah, from then onwards, it was from sort of 11 years old, I was within that system. It took up pretty much everything. I was told by by a swim teacher, like you had to make your choice. I was a very good, like a really good swimmer, hence why the sort of swim stuff that I've done previously. I was getting up early, five, like, like you can imagine, like, as a kid at junior school, I was getting up like five-ish, five o'clock in the morning to go swimming two or three times a week. I was playing football in the evenings and the swim teacher said, right, you need to make your choice now. Are you going to pursue football or are you going to come and like swim? It was like, right, see you later. Like, I'm obviously going to play football. Uh, one, you've given me the ultimatum and I'm a bit of a rebel by nature anyway, so therefore I'm going to say no to you. Two, I much prefer football anyway. It's in the evenings. I don't have to get up at fucking five o'clock in the morning. So... Um, and get very cold before I go to school so yeah it was an easy choice but from 11 yeah it pretty much like took over everything still like obviously in full-time education but every single holiday was forsaken like Easter holidays six weeks Christmas six weeks holiday Christmas holidays was spent in Norwich that was it spent in digs spent with another family uh it's, it's just it's crazy to think about it like it obviously like builds massive confidence in yourself as well but I'd get put on the train uh, in Colchester, where I were like the the biggest local station when the train came through from Liverpool Street from London up to Norwich, and I just my mum and dad would put me on the train. That would be it. It'd be off, uh, and we'd just be going. And then like when we'd be playing games as well, we'd get sent sent a thing through saying, right, okay, you're playing Leeds this weekend. You'll get on the train at, at Colchester at this time. You'll go down to Liverpool Street. You'll get the the tube across to Euston. You will then get the this two fifteen uh, the whatever like 15 train to to Leeds. These will be the stops. These is where all the other boys are going to get on because your boys coming from Plymouth, from Wales, from like obviously from Norwich, from like Yorkshire, etc. all over the country. Like we, you'd all come into London then you're all going to meet each other somewhere and then you get on the train, you'd all sit together and then you go up and like, you think that that could just never happen now. Like people wouldn't put their sort of like 11 to 15 year old kid on a train just like that, like willy nilly uh it just it's, it's crazy but it's like obviously you grow up pretty fast you become pretty independent pretty young there but that was my youth all the way through to i had the opportunity to take on to to go in as a yts which is like the youth training scheme which is like the academy go into the full-time football uh at 16 after my gcse's but because i was quite intelligent they they said right we we encourage you to stay at school like I know, obviously, we've talked about what the questions are going to be in terms of, like, failures and stuff going forwards and, like, regrets and stuff. That is one of my regrets. Like, I think I could have always done my education. 
I don't think I, I think I always would have like, could have achieved what I wanted to achieve from that perspective. Whereas you have that one shot at football and I probably, that would be one, my one regret really in life, really, that I didn't just go straight and just do that because I could have done some A-levels and stuff at, the, at a similar time or done one whilst I was uh, playing football. But playing football every single day for two years, it just fell, fell behind too much to then get a professional contract at Norwich. Still play youth team football and reserve team football. Uh, but obviously you're not there, your face is not there every day. So I didn't get offered a professional contract. Again, is it a failure? Yeah, no. Like I don't, I don't really see anything as a failure. I, I resonate a lot with what Kath said last week in terms of what she was talking about. Like I don't really, I think everything I've done is just there for a reason. Like, and I don't class anything as a failure. It's just opening the door a different way to then go and do something, something else. So from a footballing perspective, that was where it finished with Norwich. I then sent a letter out to every single football league club. Like apart from two, every single one rejected me in terms of getting a like a like a trial. And I got a trial at Cambridge and I got a trial at Colchester. And then I got offered contracts for both of them to then become a pro. So obviously then became a pro. The, 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 the thing is, when you've not done those two years before, like the other guys had, you not know what to expect. This is your first, this is my first proper job. And I saw it as a job rather than my mates went off to university, were getting pissed every weekend, having a good time. I was doing a job, whereas now what was my passion and my love was now suddenly the thing I had to drive to and go to every single day, which then I didn't realise it. I was just too young. I just didn't realise what I had and the opportunity I had at the time and just let it sort of fizzle out and pass away, really. It's amazing. It's such a cool story. You touched upon um, the regret kind of not maybe educating yourself. And obviously, because I know you now and I know how important that education and your skill and your craft is to you. Do you think that could be linked in terms of the driver, in terms of wanting to be as good as you are? Potentially, yeah, because I feel like I, I didn't, if I had the same attitude that I have now, like that I've had for 10, 15 years, or just the maturity at that age, then I think I would have taken it very, very differently. I'd have done, I'd have purposely gone and paid more attention to the set in the sessions. I'd have done extra work. I'd have got, I'd have, I'd have like tried to make an, as much of an impression as I possibly could. But I suppose I just assumed that it was going to happen. And I also knew that, and this is probably one thing that again, has helped me throughout the whole of my life is that I have huge fucking confidence in myself and I back myself no matter what the scenario is in terms of like to make it right, to make it good. Uh, so if it didn't work out for me, I knew there would be some, I knew I was, could, could make something else of it. And I think because I'd stayed on at school, it then meant that although I dipped my toe into professional sport, I probably didn't really think that it was going to be for me anyway. You know what I mean? Like, because I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the exception here rather than the norm here, which was a little bit different. Like when you've got when you've got A levels in maths and physics, you're you you stand out a little bit in a football changing room straight away with in terms of like your your level of thinking and what like the processing that you're doing. So it was just a different world, and like I just wasn't I didn't realize the opportunity that I had, and I just didn't take full advantage of it, which I wish I had done a bit more now. That's all. And that's cool. What do you think? It's obviously hindsight, but if you could go back and do that one or two 
of those A-levels, what do you think you would choose? Instead of what I've done? No, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't. Like, just the my level, my way of thinking and my, uh, the way I am is, is perfect for me. I'm very logical. I'm very data-driven. I'm very analytical. Uh, and I like straight answers and, like, maths and physics. I did business studies as well. But maths and physics gave me though gave me those two set things. Like I'm very much like is the answer yes or the answer is no. Like whereas the sort of like soci- sociology like aspect of it is like doesn't really appeal to me because it's like well it could be this well it could be that and like again as a coach does that help me? Yes and no because I can rely on the objective data, but then I've also got a understand and this is what's obviously coaching has brought into me over the years that there's also the subjective aspect of things where someone's actual opinion how they actually feel rather than looking at just pure numbers here so although I like it that way and I, that's the way I like to do things over time I've realized that actually you need you need the, you need the both there definitely that's really cool and I'm so glad that it's worked out and obviously everything that I know from you I, I love the way that you're I go into a lot of situations now and this is going to make you laugh, but I go into a lot of situations and think, how would Dan, like, how would Dan think? Like, how could I give myself a bit more sprinkling of Dan into this situation? Because I, I lean a little more on like emotion and that kind of stuff. But I love that you've got the ability to be emotional, but also got that ability, ability to add sort of data facts and that logistics. And it gives you that structure, which is. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing for me, mate, with you, like, that's one thing I've definitely learned within the HPC, like coming into the HPC and being in lots and lots of different WhatsApp, like, like turbo chats, et cetera. I like seeing different styles of coaching. Like I think that's why it's so important. Again, like that's one of the, probably the biggest takeaway that I would have is to have a coach always, always have a coach. So then you can actually learn these things, but like being in those, seeing the different styles that you have, that Troy has, obviously Troy is considerably more like, the way I coach, but seeing the way you coach again is a real positive for me because I need more people around me like you. That makes me better. It makes me a better human for one. And it makes me a better coach for another as well. Like, like I know I'm sort of leading on to the, the, the questions that you wanted to talk about in terms of failures and stuff. But like, for me, one of the failures that I feel like I've had or that again, I wouldn't class it as a failure but when I look back, it's something that I purposely changed as I've got older is, is having better values and having, be, having people with better values around me because I am, and probably for the first part of my life, was so fucking driven, so fucking like 100% involved in everything, self, selfish, like in, in what I did. I just didn't, and I was happy to... I was happy to forsake clients, forsake friendships, forsake everything because that sort of like help. It's helped me achieve the things that I've achieved. Like people probably don't achieve those things if they're not a little bit like that, and you're not a little bit selfish and like so like single-minded. But then also, it's like made me a shit person sometimes at the same time as well. And I realised that I needed better people in my life. Hence why my wife is the best person in my life, and that's why like she literally fucking makes me a better person every single day. It makes me manageable and makes me a better coach in every single day and that's why i need people like you around me at the same time as well because otherwise i'd have just gone through like literally just steamrolling everything 
And knowing what I know now, the person that I want to be, I just want to be better. And you can't be a better person and a better coach, a better human, if you haven't got that balance, that, that values and moral driven side to you at the same time as well. I always knew I needed to be better, but I just didn't care. Whereas now I fucking care a lot more. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, when was there a moment? Did you have like a moment where you were like, this has got to change? Or was it uh, over a little period of time where you were just like, actually, this isn't aligned to who I am and where I want to go? I don't think there was an actual moment. I just think it like it was a period of just over time, just something that's just come in and in over and over. And maybe it is a maturity thing at the same time as well, like just realizing that you're not going to go on forever. I just, I've, I've just pretty much like lived my life as if I'm invincible. And that, that's, and again, that can take you a long way, but then also it can like, it can kill relationships and kill everything else at the same time as well. If you, if you behave in that way. So you have to make sure that like you're taking other people's feelings. Like, and like that was for a long period of time. I didn't really care what anyone else thought. Like to a degree, that's empowering and that's good and you shouldn't but there's a level to it that you've got to keep involved at the same time as well particularly for those around you the 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 ones that you love then they are the ones that actually you should care about what they think and how they feel and taking on their thoughts like um these are like obvious things obviously that i'm saying right here right now (laughs) but as a young like purely like results driven person like man probably as well like the, those were things that i just I, I knew but i didn't i didn't really fucking consider at all in, in my actions in terms of what i was going to do and what I was, how the way i was going to live and just so you hear this from someone externally like you need people like you and i, I know that you know that but i just want you to hear that is that you need people like you because there's so much of you that I don't have. And I said this already, but I pick that up and it's amazing that you're able to be so driven and um, like work that out for yourself. And I think that is so, so cool. And that's obviously from Kath last week, which is absolutely brilliant as well, was that similar sort of position where she was like, okay, these are things that I need to do. I'm going to go and grab hold of this and make sure that I change this because if I don't change this, I'm going to be in a shit position. So I, I think it's so cool and so sick that you are able to do that. Yeah, not, not not everybody's got, like, that self-awareness and self-acceptance takes time as well. Like, it's not something I don't think you, like, you'd be a very wise young person to have those, that have that thinking coming around you and just, like, realising it. And that I think that's why, like, what, what we do is, and the people we have within, like, our coaching system in terms of the HBC, I like, I like yourself and myself, people, like, we have lived it and we've lived different lives. And we have different personalities and different experiences and different strengths and different weaknesses, which is why as a coaching team, it's fucking such a good fucking unit because like, like I said, I'm learning from you guys all the time. This is someone who's been in the coaching industry for 25 years. And I probably, my coaching probably hasn't risen as much as what it has done in the last like year or so, just from working alongside you, mate. (laughs) It's the right little bum off right now, isn't it? (laughs) I was going to say, do you want me to pay you? (laughs) (laughs) I no, but the thing is people like people will always like 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 you said people we, you need people like me you need people like you 100 some people are going to gravitate towards you some people will gravitate towards me some people will find you inspiring some people will find me inspiring the important thing is that you realize there's a place and that you've got something to learn from both you don't just go right this is my person 
it is actually you need you need experience from from lots of different areas if you want to be the best you can possibly be anyway someone listening to this feels like they don't have a place or they're not quite sure or maybe they've just started in the industry would there be some sort of uh like tactical or some maybe some obvious advice that they probably need to hear that in terms of allowing them to start on that journey to actually find their place like what would you say to someone in that position yeah get a coach like like that will be the single best thing that you could possibly do like i probably had trying to count back seven or eight eight different probably coaches through different training phases different goals that i've been working towards and like each one has been invaluable in what it's just taught me not only like theoretically but then also through the intangibles of just like how they coach, their coaching style, et cetera. And like, you're going to learn way, way more from working with somebody and how seeing how they work much more than you're going to learn from just a, a, a textbook or a course, et cetera. Like it, for me, each one of those different experiences has been the biggest teacher that I've probably had within the whole of all the education I've done. And like, we are talking 24 years, we're talking a lot of fucking courses, a lot of different like, like letters after your name type thing, but it just puts you in the client's shoes. Like, and it attaches plenty of different context and to common philosophies straight away. And it gives you like a better handling on program. And like, it literally is. You, if you work with another coach, you can't come away a worse coach. You can only get better off the back of that because even if it's a shit experience, you know it's a shit experience, so therefore you know what not to do in the future at the same time. It's like having different bosses. You learn from shit bosses as much as you do from good bosses. You learn how what is what is good and how your style is going to be. You take little bits from each one of them and you amalgamate them into your own personal style. So like I literally cannot the, the biggest one you can the biggest thing you can take away from from me is like get your get yourself a coach. Be a, you should be getting coached, particularly at the start, as, as much as possible. For, for a period of time with one person, but then you just move on to another person. Love it. Yeah, 100% agree. Getting my, I remember when I got my first ever coach, completely just like fast forwarded any thought processes and education that I had almost instantly. Like you said, there was so much that I quickly realized that actually I probably would use this or actually, do you know what? The way that I actually do it now is I actually think it's better than that, which is really cool. So it's a cool, almost like, confirmation bias type scenario which is yeah 100% agree um I can't have you here and not ask you about a Decker Ironman (laughs) for for myself right I will never be able to comprehend how far how fast how much training there is and that goes into that it's like an an outrageous feat um Obviously, I understand the backstory for that. And if you don't feel comfortable to talk about that, please don't. Um, but talk to us about like how you handled that, the thought processes, um, and just basically making sure that your body kind of worked through that entire process. Yeah, no, the, the reason behind it all was unfortunately my younger brother passed away from leukemia. So without without that happening obviously i'd rather take that back and not be a decorator man to be honest with you but it, it is what it is and 
my dad had previously he'd done a charity event the year before where he'd walked to the world cup in germany from the uk so he'd walked like 500 or 600 miles i always get that wrong and he always like picks me up on it like like me i'm sort of like underselling the amount of how far he walked but it's just because i did much more than him so <laughs> uh but it's like uh yeah no so i just looked for something that was the biggest thing i could find and obviously this is back in 2007 now so it's almost 20 years ago it's like it does seem like a lifetime ago as well and like i say to all the other guys and this is why like in terms of like ultra endurance events i can thoroughly empathize with them you need the pure naivety to go into these things like you need to not understand what it's going to take because if you did and you felt the feelings you were going to feel you wouldn't start it in the first place but once you've sort of started you then committed and in the training like like with any sort of ultra endurance event you're just hoping that your body you're hoping that you're strong enough and you're building your 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 body but your mind just to become strong enough not to stop and that's pretty much it you just like we were sort of making sure that we were getting used to the fact that we were going to be training, like on the on when we we're actually competing, we we're going to be doing sort of between six, well, somewhere between six and eight hours per day. So therefore, in the training, building up to it, you're you're covering ground and you're just on your feet or you're doing some sort of activity as you're building up. You're building a volume up, so just just doing that and you're getting used to being active for that amount per day. Uh, and then when it comes down to it, you need a logistical miracle for it to all fall into plan. For it to all, all go smoothly, uh, which obviously it never does. So you just need to be prepared for the, the, the crap that's going to fall apart and and then just like ad- adapt and go as you can. And like, I'll say it to the guys, any of the guys who do it, they'll have heard me say it before and I'll, I'll say it to a million people afterwards. But when it comes to game day, when it comes to the, the day of you turning up to start things, all you've got to do that day is just get from A to B. And that's the only thing that should matter. matter. Like you have nothing else to do that day. Like, you haven't got any calls to make. You've got no work to do. You've got nothing else but just to get to B. So step up, one foot in front of the other or one stroke or one pedal stroke and just, just start going and just see what happens. Like it doesn't matter how long it takes you in these things unless you're actually racing, which most people aren't when they're doing things of such, like such huge distance. Like Decker Ironman, there was, more people have been to space than have done a Decker Ironman at the time. But that puts things in perspective. More people have been to space. So there'd been more astronauts than there were Decker Man on Earth at that particular time. Second person in the UK to complete it. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy. And again, like I said, it seemed like a lifetime ago now. That's absolutely incredible. You you said this recently, but you said this to me a while back about the night before a race or an event or something you're specifically doing, there's almost anxiety. You can't sleep and you, uh, you struggle and you... <laughs> said this is what's meant to happen like yeah. it. like throughout your life you you seem to embrace like discomfort or what someone else would perceive as a negative you're able to just embrace it and just grab it with both hands and just attack it is that something that you're you do you do naturally or is this is something you've literally just had to work on over time yeah i think i think it's something that i've had to work on i don't think it was you don't think you're born with that but you you do like taking on tough challenges taking on big challenges succeeding in the big challenges gives you the power to then turn any situation on its head and 
see it into a positive light, either a learning experience. Like, like I said to you at the start, like when we talked about, right, we want to have, let's talk about some failures. Like don't really see them as like when I, when you think about them, exactly what Kath was saying, it's not really anything there. It's an actual fate. I don't, I don't see them. I, I don't like, I don't put pitch them as, as fate of I failed at anything. It's just like a, all it is is a turning in the road where you just turned turned another way and you've gone in a different direction. I don't really think of anything as a, as, as a failure from that point of view. And like all of these, all the mindsets that you take into any situation is, it's your choice. You're choosing to behave and feel and think the way you are. And if you choose to be positive with it, then it can completely change the outcome of it. Like we choose, like happiness is a choice. I talked about this in the, uh, in the presentation at Manchester, in Manchester, at Old Trafford, like and I said, like when I when I run these things, I do these things. I choose to have a smile on my face and interact with crowds, and because it is a choice, like you don't have to be there. Like you've chosen to take on these things. Like even in times when times life is hard and you haven't chosen it, you still get the choice to choose how you react to it and the the, the, the sort of like feeling you are, and whether it comes back to again the thing that i always reiterate is like these things are a privilege to be able to do them the fact that we're actually here and it probably comes back to the fact yeah the fact that i am still here and my brother isn't here like a lot of that will always be the underlying fact in a lot of things although it was more of a dark anger and more of a dark sort of like driver previously it's not so much anymore i'd look at it as a happy thing to have the, the chance and the opportunity to do these things whereas probably physically when i was pushing my body when i was younger like I could get really emotional about it and it would drive me on to like producing like the things that I've done and running ridiculously fast, lifting ridiculously heavy when I probably shouldn't have been able to do it. But it's just, I just have, cause I've had that dark desire. Whereas now I always go back to the time and this is a like a pivotal moment, like in lockdown, all we had was barbells and stuff when we were lifting on the streets, like me and my wife, uh, we trained every like five times a week. For those 12 weeks absolutely unbelievable probably the best training like made some amazing gains when it came to actually right we're going to test ourselves see how far we've come in this time i didn't have the raw aggression anymore i was just so content like i didn't have that that darkness that i'd had previously where it would be the driver and i'd, I'd just rip it off the floor without even caring the, the thing that i talked about before where i didn't care about the consequences i did care about the consequences and it was just because I'm just content in life. I'm just generally happy, and I've just found a nice spot. I've completely gone off on a tangent there, haven't I? Standard. No, that's what. Yeah, but this is what it's about. This is what I wanted to hear. <laughs> this is what it links, and this is what I was kind of trying to gear you towards. Really, it was just getting to that place in your life where you're content and proud of the things that you've achieved and celebrating the things that you've got into your life. And I'm a massive. I've said this already. I'm going to say it again because it's recorded so the internet can hear you. Like, I love you and I think you're fantastic. And the things that you've achieved, there's things that you've done that people will never um, will never amount to. And that's not to make people feel bad. That's just that you're a person of who's driven, who wants to go into all of these things, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. And I think it's amazing that you've got to a place in your life where you're not running off that almost like dark energy anymore because uh, – I would when I was younger I not achieved the same things but I was also running off that dark energy and I remember for me my turning point was when I had kids and I remember realizing actually I'm not 
trying to prove anything anymore or this isn't a, like a hatred type thing this is actually do you know what i'm trying to do this out of like a place of love and i'm trying to do it for them now and it's so cool to hear that you've got that almost like that balance and i think it's for the people that are in your life in terms of the hpc like it's incredible for them because they can see that someone who's achieved all of these things still can operate from this place because I know from my own experience that a lot of people do operate from that almost like place of dark energy. How would you advise someone to, I, I don't want to say like leave it behind because I don't believe that you need to leave it behind. I think there's an element of it that needs to be in there. Cause I think that's always in my makeup and my DNA to run on that a little bit, but how would you give anyone any advice on how to maybe like harness it better or can you? I, I, I don't know whether you can, but what what I would say about it is from a much wiser person than me. My my dad actually like pointed me towards it. Uh, was the fact that like the, from a dark energy is the most powerful energy that you'll get, but there's no longevity in it. It doesn't last. Like if you want to work in fits and starts, and you've got short periods of time where you need to achieve something, then great. Like like drag up those feelings and those emotions and that, that thought and those things and it'll power you through those things. But if you want to succeed over the long term and you want to have longevity in whatever it is you're doing, it won't serve you over that period of time. It can't drive you to do the things every single day, like year on year, decade on decade. It can drive you like day on day, week on week maybe for a period of time, but it won't serve you longer than that. You're holding on to something that's like needs to be then let let go. And you can bring it up and you can try and stir it. And I can I can still like for an interval session on the bike when I've got to go and get on the fucking bike in a bit, I can try and stir on it to a degree and it might get me through that session. Like and I can and I'll, I'll pull on that every so often. Uh, and I'll play some music that just takes me back to a certain times or whatever, and it stirs emotion and you have that good fucking crying workout where you're running or cycling or whatever, sprinting and you you're having a little bit of a like cry to yourself as you're doing it. And that's fine. Like, but it won't fucking last long. That, that's all I can say is that I don't know how you move it to one side. I just think you find the things in life and you realize and you get that self, that, that self acceptance and awareness that you, that you need more and there's more to life and you've got to, you just got to let things be like, it doesn't serve you in the longer term. So use it in the short term, but find, find contentment, find happiness and uh, love outside of it elsewhere for the longer term. And like yeah. you said, you, you, you literally put it with your kids. You said that was, that was the easiest thing. Like that's kids that those things there, there it is. That's, that's being content. That's, that's the love that you need to then serve you in the longer term, which is going to drive you forwards. And it's way more powerful. It's more comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable because there was a, if when I, when, when I was doing the things that I was doing, it was fine. But when I stop and think about it, I think about actually, do you know what, how much discomfort there was, like on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, as opposed to it being operated from a more level-headed, compassionate kind of point of view. And like you say, like having the ability to harness it and use it at certain points is absolutely brilliant. Because as you said, like at the moment with the training that I'm doing, <laughs> I did it the other day and I think, what the hell is going on here? Um, but it was quite nice and it was really, really cool to do that. Um, mate, I'm cautious, cautious of your time. And I realise that you probably want to go and bury yourself on a bike. I definitely don't. I definitely don't. I have to at some stage, but I definitely don't want to go, mate. Uh, uh, no, I, 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 I always love talking to you, mate, and it's, it's always good fun. Thank you, mate. I appreciate you.
Is there anything on your mind that you want to talk about to wrap this up? Or is there a piece of advice that you'd love to give someone maybe you would have liked to heard maybe 10, 20 years ago? I think the one that I said at the start, like in terms of like getting a coach is always going to be a good thing. But I think it's just like probably seeking help, seeking, for me, it would be seeking help earlier. Like if like not many people are going to be as like, as much as I say it as ego driven, as arrogant or big headed as, as, as me when I was younger, uh, I could back it up. That's, that was one thing, but I just wish I could have like looked to seek, seek help earlier and like have good people around me helping deal with the things that I was going through and helping guide me in the directions. It's not necessarily to stop me from doing anything that I was doing. It'd just be there to like allow you to make the mistakes in a, in the safest way possible, if you know what I mean? Cause we've all got to go on the journey. We've all got to, we've all got to learn from our own sort of like paths but it's just doing it in the right ways. Even now, like with the guys that we work with, like I can tell sometimes they're not fully invested in it and they're going to go and do their own thing. And I could probably bring them back to it if I wanted to really sell them down to it, sell them into it and get better buy-in. But they're just not ready for that buy-in yet. And I have to let them go and do that to then come back and then go, right, actually, this is going to be a better way from you. And I think I probably just wish that, like for me earlier on, I would have, had those not just like my my dad was an amazing sort of mentor and uh sounding board for anything and everything but then i'll think just within my own industry as well i wish i had more support just to help and guide me in that sense as well that's beautiful beautiful <laughs> dan reeve i love it um dan if anyone wants a bit more dan reeve in their life what's your no, 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 <laughs> you're gonna slap me for this um what is your instagram handle where can they find you coach dan reeve <laughs> Mate, do probably, me and you go probably and won't see. get a follow back either but yeah no i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> he's very strict with his follow backs but please do me a favor and give him some incredible feedback and if you've got any questions he will be more than happy wink wink nudge nudge to answer those but dan mate thank you so much for being here today i really really appreciate you um this was just a selfish opportunity for me to talk to you and just tell you that i love you and i appreciate you um and the things that you do on a daily basis just inspire me um thank you for listening today i appreciate you we'll be back next week but you know the drill if you've got anything you want to speak about i'm here for it um i hope you i hope your families are well and i'll speak to you soon bye